0: This is the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast, episode 15. You're listening to the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast, the number one resource for running a profitable home recording studio. Now your hosts, Brian Hood and Chris Graham.
1: Chris, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Feeling well rested. I just got done taking a nap. Life is good. You're such a dad.
0: All right, so what was the last time? Can you remember the last time you got burnt out from something?
1: Yes, you know, it's happened many times to me. I would say I'm not a good quitter. Often when I'm doing something, you know, an activity or organization I'm a part of or something like that, I tend to stick around a little longer than I should and I burn out instead of quit. Well, I burn out and then quit. So (laughs) yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, so I've hit burnout (sighs) I mean multiple
0: times at different scales i've hit it on a massive scale where you know, it led to depression i've hit it on minor scales, you know, even recently Putting this new course out a profitable producer course. That was a lot of work and as soon as that was done I was burnt out to be honest with you around christmas time It wasn't as bad as i've been burnt out in the past before But it is definitely a real thing that I have faced off and on over my entire career and you know, it does get old and you know, there are Times that you can deal with it. Sometimes you can deal with it alone but we thought Since this is something that is going to be Very real to you in your career if you do this full time For any amount of time you're going to hit points of burnout in your career And we thought it would be a good episode to at least give you some tips that we have come up with to help us deal with burnout We're not pros at this You know, we're not any sort of medical doctor or anything when it comes to You know saying that certain things may work for you but in our opinion is worth trying stuff like this out before you go into the medical the prescription drug type world where you're just dealing with the symptoms instead of going to the core issues Again, talk to your doctor before you listen to us about <laughs>
1: anything. That's just good advice anyways So when you're feeling burned out, there are a lot of underlying potential issues. The one we got to address right away Is depression and you know, it's a controversial subject There are a lot of ways to think about depression a lot of ways to look at depression I myself struggle with depression as a younger man. I, you know, have been on a variety of different prescription meds in my teens. So some experience there, but the things we're going to primarily focus on are switching it up. You know, what are some ways that you can hopefully deal with your burnout? And, you know, by extension there, potentially some depression that you might have surrounding your career. And the type of work that we do, you know, that us as a community do Working with manic depressive artists can be a wild ride. So, you know, it's not uncommon to be discouraged, you know, when your mom and dad want you to go out and quote unquote, get a real job. And, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of emotional baggage in this field of work. So we're going to talk about some ways that you can deal with the inevitable phases of burnout that you're going to go through. And none of these ways are going to involve prescription drugs. Yeah, If that's what, you know, your doctor and you have decided, go for it. Um, but maybe here's some other advice that just might be more effective in the long run. And just a quick short story. I was diagnosed with ADD when I was in middle school. And my doctor, who is a great guy, God rest his soul, he since passed away, asked a bunch of questions, diagnosed with ADD, and I proceeded to try half a dozen different prescription medications to see if it helped me in school. The funny thing was the doctor didn't ask me any of the important questions. What's your diet look like? What's your exercise look like? What's your sleep look like? If he had asked that, he would have figured out, well, you're eating, um, this is not an exaggeration, you're eating two things of French fries and a chocolate chip cookie for lunch every day. Perhaps that (laughs) is having some impact on you outside of the lunch hour. And so I think this topic of burnout can have a lot to do with that two large boxes of french fries and a chocolate chip cookie is going to create some burnout in your career because it's not sustainable.
0: Yeah, and just to clarify though, not all burnout leads to any sort of depression. And there's different levels of burnout. So this is not necessarily a depression-based episode on how to deal with depression in the studio, although that may be a good idea. And although some of the things we talk about today may end up helping a lot with that, but this is more just straightforward burnout. And it doesn't matter whether or not you have any sort of clinical depression or you have no history of depression whatsoever Every single one of us will hit burnout at some point if you ever do anything for any amount of time So this is what this episode is really for
1: Yeah, well i'm excited again, you know This type of episode is good to preach to myself because these types of ideas are ways to not only prevent burnout But to create longevity and also to multiply your success a healthy person is going to run a better business than an unhealthy person Physically emotionally spiritually etc. So I would say is I think it's important to think about The type of burnout that you may or may not be struggling with or that you will struggle with and This is going to be kind of an advice buffet with a lot of ideas and how to deal with it But sort of the overarching idea here. I think Is are you hyperactive? Do you work way too much and you're way too driven or are you lazy? And you know no judgment either way there But if you're playing, you know, Call of Duty 27 hours a week These types of things might be applied differently to you than if you are working 90 hours a week uh, Making seventeen thousand dollars a year in audio. So yeah, these are things that you have to look at Are you exhausted or do you just have no drive? and I want to mention this here is Times that i've been
0: burned out. I have no drive That's what the burnout leads to to me is I have no drive All I want to do is sit around and play video games Or hang out with friends or watch tv or whatever Like I don't want to do anything productive And so the lack of production or being productive and the amount of laziness that I have Is due to burnout. So that's kind of what I want to mention here is You know, you may be playing 20 30 40 50 hours of call duty per week Because you're burnt out because you've hit this point of burnout that you can't recover from So that's something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah Well, and I think that's my point whether it's a laziness issue or a hyperactivity issue The end result is still burnout and those are the things we want to address and I I think essentially The life that I want as a business owner and you know Really the life that I have by and large at this point is I don't want a lot of ups and downs I don't want to have this like, everything is awesome, everything is terrible, everything is awesome, and up and down and up and down and up and down. That's miserable, and that itself will lead to burnout. So yeah, let's just kind of dive right in. All right, Brian, let me ask you a question.
0: By the way, I like that little bit of vibrato you had there. That was nice. Hey, do what I can. Do what I can.
1: That was the Legos,
0: Everything is Awesome song, by the way, right? Yeah, from the Lego movie?
1: A little bit. Yeah, okay. That's a great movie. It's incredible. It is. I love that movie. Indeed. So- Brian, let's pretend that your name is steve and steve you've been running a home studio for six years You're doing pretty decent. You make twenty six thousand dollars per year. You're in business You've been in business for six years. You've survived. It ain't going great But you're burned out, you know, you've been working nonstop, ridiculous amounts of time What would your first piece of advice to steve be?
0: Steve sounds very much like me my first six years except I wasn't making 25,000 I was making more than that my first six years, but the result was the same. I was working nonstop, and I hit multiple points of burnout and so the initial response that Most people would go to would be to take an extended break take a vacation take some time off um, get away for a while and that would be what most people would think to do during burnout, but In my opinion, um, although that does work most people especially steve if i'm steve making 26 grand a year Depending on where I live of course, but even in a cheap area that doesn't go very far So it's not like I can just necessarily take off a month or two from the studio to recover from my burnout Or to go on a world vacation and enjoy my life Because you know, that's a long time away with no income and that's a lot of money if i'm trying to travel So that doesn't really work in steve's circumstance here
1: Yeah, you know, I think about myself as a younger man Particularly uh, when I was engaged me and my wife went to the same college we dated she dumped me We started going back out again We got engaged and then she took a gig student teaching in ecuador in south america quito ecuador She went down there for 13 weeks I went down there for two weeks to visit her while I was courting a big client and I had the opportunity to Go with her To the galapagos islands for five hundred dollars So cheap once in a lifetime opportunity. and I passed it up Because I wanted to get home just in case the big client called me.
0: Oh god chris what
1: I know It's like one of the biggest mistakes i've ever made in my life And I will certainly take my family to the galapagos islands to hopefully compensate for that at some point (laughs) But you know for me like I really could have used the break I was already down there hanging out with her to stay an extra week or an extra couple of days and to travel a little bit more instead of, you know, just sort of sitting around and staying in the same city. I regret that. And, you know, I've mentioned before in the past that one of the things I love about this podcast is I get to preach to myself from like 10, 15 years ago. And I would say self from 10, 15 years ago, live now. <laughs> don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. You don't have anything to lose when you're that poor. <laughs> when you have an opportunity to do something that could be rejuvenating, And could make life that much sweeter that then could translate to better art more longevity less burnout. Go for it, bro Go for it. And I would agree with that but again You know Most people are not gonna be in the
0: situation where they're gonna have a 500 hundred dollar trip to the galapagos islands And so let's just talk about you know for the rest of this episode Aside from an extended break What can you do to get past this burnout this inevitable burnout that we're all going to hit? What are some ways we can do that? And so my first point here was Just taking a moment During your burnout during one of your 20-hour call of duty binges on the sofa because you don't want to do anything Reassess your situation sit down and think about How did you get here? What got you here in the first place? And if you really sit down and think about it, you can probably trace it back to a few things that Really, you should have seen coming in the first place. So one of the first things I would consider is Are you even healthy? Are you physically healthy and mentally healthy? Uh, And so a couple things to ask yourself is do you work out currently? Do
1: you eat healthy currently? Uh, Do you even read right now? Well, I think the first thing you got to look at here when you're reassessing your situation And you're thinking about what got you to where you're at in a situation where there's burnout and i'm sure If anybody that's listening has been in business for more than say nine months, you've experienced at least some form of this. I think a really, maybe the most important question to ask is what's your goal? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you trying to run a home studio for a business? And there's a lot of potential answers to that. It could be, you think it's the coolest thing in the world. It could be the person that you think is the coolest person in the world. You want their respect. You want to earn their respect. It could be that you feel you're destined for it. It could be that you feel that it was your only option, but you have to think about what's your goal. Why are you doing this? Well, it's part goal
0: and part why. Like, what is your purpose behind this? Because, you know, I can tell you right now, Chris's why behind a studio probably changed drastically when he had his first child. Yeah. You know, he had a very good motivating thing To work for and work towards when he had a child that you know, I don't have that I don't have a child So I don't have that same kind of drive. My drive is different. My goals are different And so it's going to be different for every single person
1: Yeah For me and again, i'm preaching to myself as a young man To do something so that you can be validated by others is not rock and roll
0: I think if you're working towards something that doesn't really have much meaning to you You're working for something because of what you want other people to think about you You're not going to get very far in this career because when the going gets tough You're going to have nothing that's pushing you to keep going And so when you do hit that point of burnout What's actually going to get you out of this state of burnout back into it again? You know if you don't have a good why behind what you're doing if you don't have a good purpose driving you forward Then it's going to be very difficult to muster the strength to get back into it once you hit that point of burnout
1: If validation is what you're seeking if the respect of certain people or people in general fame is what you're going for Burnout's going to haunt you It's going to be really difficult because it's tough to have enough gas in the tank and to be so Intensely interested in yourself every single day to want to pursue that So I think it's an important thing to ask yourself. Why what's the underlying motivation? And most of the ideas that we've got here all play into that idea
0: And I think if we go back to what we're talking about like what got you here What got you to actual burnout? We didn't really touch on that, but I still think if you start talking about The things that could have led to burnout you need to really reassess those things You know, it could be that you don't have boundaries in place in your life and you're working too long We've mentioned this in the past. Uh, You can go back to listen to one of the past episodes on boundaries It could be that you are um, You know in a really unhealthy place health-wise you're not working out You're not eating well Could be that you are just doing poor time management in general where you have You know a lot of things you're working on and you're completely overwhelmed and overstressed because you're managing the time you have Terribly if you look at Someone who is a multi-billionaire if you look at go look at elon musk who is running like four companies that are all worth multiple billions of dollars and That man has the same 24 hours in a day that you have yeah And so if he can manage all of that, you know, surely that puts you in perspective of yeah, of course You have the family you have a renovation going on right now. You've got your studio You're trying to get off the ground. You've got a day job. That's taking up a lot of time. You've got Circumstances over circumstances But at the end of the day, we all had the same 24 hours. And so if it goes back to properly managing your time to avoid that stress that led to the burnout, it's going to be very hard to get out of the burnout. And even if you do get out of the burnout uh, stage at your end, you're going to go right back in two, three months down the road when you're still overwhelmed because you didn't treat the problem, you treated the symptom.
1: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I think a big component of that is this sort of weird blue collar protestant work ethic i'm protestant myself but (laughs) but this sort of i I know for me when i first got into the audio business there was some guilt there because it wasn't a quote-unquote real job so i felt it was necessary to demonstrate to everyone else that i was working harder than they were and that's really all that mattered and that contributed to a lot of my burnout issues when i was a younger man okay so
0: so far when reassessing your situation we've talked about you know looking at what got you here looking at what is your purpose behind What it is that you are doing and we kind of briefly touched on Health uh working out eating healthy What is your take on that side of things just to kind of touch on that topic a little bit more in depth
1: Absolutely. I think this is a huge one and again, i'll preface this with saying like I am a hippie And I drank all the organic red food dye free (laughs) kool-aid So, um on the hippie side of things. So I only say that like kind of half joking wait time out What what color is red food dye free? kool-aid Oh, it's red. It's made from beetles. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 what? It's made from beetle shells. I don't, actually I don't know if there's a dye-free Kool-Aid. I'm sure there is. Oh, okay. But this kind of gets to my point of eating healthy. If you are just absolutely miserable- Eat beetles. <laughs> yeah. And you eat a lot of the same foods, it makes sense to try switching that up. Case in point. And I think this is, I'll, I'll just say this and we'll move on. My children are not allowed to eat red food dye. And the reason for that is that they act insane when they have red food dye. It's like raw disobedience (laughs) in food form.
0: I'm gonna have to plead ignorance here because I don't have children. I know that once I have children, I'll be this insane person that researches every little thing like Chris does here and says that red food dye is the devil for children. I can't confirm or deny that. Well,
1: let me share a little bit more about this. Go for it, man. You're enlightening me right now. Well, here's the crazy thing. Did you know that red food dye and yellow food dye, the type that are in... Many many of our foods are illegal in every developed country except the united states of america I can't confirm or deny that but i'll take your word for it right now. It's true. It's poison But it's legal to use in our food. So we do so like m&ms Skittles all those types of things Uh, recently nestle decided they're going to take it all out But I say this if you're eating a lot of red food dye or you're eating a lot of carbs or you're eating a ton of sugar.
0: Or just processed foods in general. It doesn't have to be any specific processed foods, but A, you're eating really unhealthy processed foods, or B, your macronutrients are horribly imbalanced, meaning you get a ton of carbs and no protein, or a ton of protein and no fats. You th- These types of things
1: can throw off your health and how you feel. Don't underestimate nutrition and its ability to supercharge your business. Don't underestimate it. It's really the most important investment you make, I think, is your food because you're literally putting it in your body and then you're running your body off of that stuff. And red food dye is a perfect example of like, oh, it's perfectly legal. You can buy it in any grocery store in America, but it's illegal everywhere else in the developed world. Maybe there's a reason for that. Yes, because it essentially acts like a drug. It messes with your head. If you're drinking diet Mountain Dew, one, two liter every day, and you're struggling with burnout, your lowest hanging fruit is to stop drinking Mountain Dew. Yeah,
0: I stopped drinking sodas when I was 17. I haven't had soda since age, been 13 years now, thir- 14 years now since I've had a soda.
1: Yeah, so no judgment here. If you're, you know, if you can eat this stuff and it, you feel great, life is wonderful, you don't have any complaints, you don't feel burnt out, go for it, man.
0: But, but if you are burnt out, this is an area to take a look at is what are you putting in your body? And then with workout, what are you doing to keep your body healthy you know outside of your diet, what are you doing with exercise or uh, Any sort of weightlifting or any sort of cardiovascular routine? What are you doing health-wise because again, we've talked about this in the past with routine on the routines episode the uh, seven uh, Habits and routines you can put into your life to make 27 or 2018 the best year ever or whatever that episode was called you know Working out was one of the big game changers in my own career was that would be one of the first things I do in the morning And chris you've also started doing something like that, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you really inspired me when we did that episode and I have been consistently working out before I work um, in the morning. So we have a treadmill and I put on headphones and I, this isn't that glamorous. I walk for 30 minutes before I work and it's been awesome. I feel my mind is clearer. I'm losing weight. Lost uh, like 17, 18 pounds since we started the podcast. Nice, nice. Indeed. Um, But yeah, I mean, the the exercise has been a really good thing for me. And again, I want to underscore no judgment. You do you, this is your thing. But if you're trying to tweak your life to make it look the way you want it to, and you want more energy and more inspiration and a clearer mind to solve problems, these are all things, it's, you know, as we said before, this is not an advice buffet. Pick and choose what you want. And if you don't want to hear our hippie ramblings about organic <laughs> ingredients and red food dye conspiracies, don't don't worry about it. I'm going to keep you, eating red food yeah. dye. I'm, I've got no shame in that, I'm going <laughs> to keep
0: eating <laughs> You do you man. Yeah. So so far the topic has been all about reassessing your situation and The next bullet point we have is to Potentially shake up your life which kind of involves talk doing some of the things we talked about before Like maybe implementing a a new routine in your life for working out maybe a new routine for eating healthy uh, Maybe cutting out some Toxic things you're putting in your body being one of those things And if you do all of these things at once it can really shake up your life one of my students right now uh, I had dinner with him the other night and he is in the middle of a diet right now where he's lost You know, it's he's pretty short in but I think he's lost five or ten pounds something like that He has recently quit smoking. He's a weekend of quitting smoking Uh, He just quit his day job This is his last week at his day job to go to his studio full-time and he just moved into a commercial facility if you don't call that shaking up your life, I don't know what that is So his body is probably like what are you doing to me? right now? <laughs> <laughs> But you know if you've hit this point of burnout, you know, it may be time to shake things up in your life And so we have some points here of ways you could potentially shake up your life You know not even including what we just talked about workout health all that kind of stuff But some other ways that you can shake things up to keep it interesting and Really the Billy Decker interview is what inspired this first point to me, and that is to reinvent your sound. He talked about reinventing his sound every, you know, three or four times in his lifetime. Talk about that a little bit, Chris.
1: Yeah. So I was fascinated by that. You know, he was so um upbeat and positive about your your heavy mixing course. <laughs> yeah, which he's in the he's in the country music, which is hilarious. Yeah. So he was all about that and kept talking about how he would try to Uh, learn how to mix in other genres and then apply the techniques that are are popular in other genres to his own genre. You know, an example of that would be to say, you know, my brother's really into EDM. I'm going to start experimenting with side-chaining my kick in my folk songs.
0: (laughs) Which is something that is very popular in EDM. I'd like to hear that turn out into a folk song. It's worth worth playing with at least and doing these types of fun things that are stupid. You know, that's kind of dumb, but it's also kind of fun. You know, it's worth just keeping things interesting for you And if you get bored if that's what led to burnout, you're just in this routine every day Where you're waking up you're putting in your hours at your day job or realistically, you know Your day job is your studio in some cases And then you clock out and it's just getting into this bored routine and you're kind of getting burned out This is where you know, maybe reinventing your sound taking some new influences Trying new things out is going to be something that's going to spice things up and want to get you back into it
1: Yeah Um, the next item on our list here is new hobbies I think it's really common in our industry for people to not have hobbies. Yes,
0: very much
1: so. <laughs> yeah, it's the end-all be-all, it's everything. And I I mean, I, I love the passion, but sometimes getting out of the studio and, and developing a hobby that's fun, that you enjoy, can really, really recharge you. For me, I love disc golf. Interesting. Huge fan. And I'm not very good at it, <laughs> but- you know, I used to play with my buddies all the time, but now I play with my sons and you know, we've got I'm in my home studio right now and I look out my the door and there's a a, a disc golf hole We bought like the whole oh, yeah, the little metal chain. disc golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother-in-law and sister have one in their backyard and they're avid disc golfers. That's amazing So yeah, like a, a fun hobby ideally one that involves some physicality Yeah disc golf is free by
0: the way. That's the fun thing about it, is you can just go out public parks everywhere around america have and I don't know about other countries, but America, at least there's public parks that are free for
1: use If you're listening to this podcast and you decide to take up disc golf, please email me <laughs> Podcast at the six figure home I would love to know.
0: Yeah, I have played disc golf It's not something I go out on my own and do i'll play with my sister and, and brother-in-law and and occasionally with friends But
1: i'm actually not so
0: much right now It's winter time and I also am really busy with work, but I play golf golf regular golf like you know The real golf chris no comment and it's a lot of fun for me you know, i've I have ups and downs but i'll usually shoot in the high 70s on 18 holes or low 80s on a bad day And that's something that's fun for me And I I get a lot of connection with people and you can do some cool business networking stuff (laughs) With people on the golf course that's actually on the golf course is what spurred my big entrepreneur spark was with Playing golf with another entrepreneur. That was my first experience really going in depth conversation with a successful entrepreneur that's awesome. So what other uh, hobbies do you have, Chris? I, I can actually call one out right now. Chris, by the way, if you don't know anything about Chris, he's an interesting guy and he has a lot of weird things he does for fun. It's true. Uh, the least of which is taking out the fun of red food dye from his family's life.
1: But, <laughs> but one of your things is you roast your own coffee beans. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. That, as far as hobbies go, so I'm one of those millennial hipsters. Um, I roast my coffee beans myself. Uh, I buy them in bulk green. I roast them myself. Um, I never let them sit out in my jar for more than three days. I grind them by hand. Because that makes a difference. It really does, believe it or not. Uh, And then I make either in French press or an AeroPress. And me and my wife drink... A very small amount of coffee, but a very high quality cup of coffee every morning And I
0: will agree that chris's coffee is probably the best single cup of coffee i've ever had chris came into nashville for uh winter nam and or no summer uh, in nashville And actually stayed at my place here and he made some coffee the next morning after You know, actually that was the was that saturday morning. That was after we had toured blackbird studios it was a lot of fun and Damn, best cup of coffee I've ever had. So well, thank you. Yeah. That's just another idea of a hobby that you could take. I've actually considered doing coffee roasting myself.
1: Well, if you want to get started with coffee roasting, there's a lot of good resources out there. Easiest way to get into making your own gourmet coffee by far would be either buy a French press or an aero press. I would prefer the aeropress. I almost
0: bought one yesterday and then I decided that it was too many steps involved to make coffee. So moving on. Any other little hobbies you might want to list just to give people some ideas of things that they can pursue for fun?
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things, you know, I struggle with constantly wanting to think about music all day long. So one of the things I do is I I build instruments for fun. Uh, Right now I'm building a baritone ukulele uh, with my middle child, with Jeremiah. Interesting. And so I buy kits um, most of the time or I'll buy a bunch of parts. I built a Telecaster last year, but it's a fun way to like work with my hands and, uh, you know, have fun and then have something to show for it. Afterwards, so yeah, I build instruments pretty regularly, just purely for fun. But I love
0: it. Cool. If you're getting burnt out because of the studio stuff, maybe consider reinventing your sound, or maybe finding some new hobbies. But uh, another thing, maybe worth looking at is what are you putting into your head? And you know, I added this to this list: adding more reading to your life. And the reason this is into the shake up your life area is because books have so many amazing things within those pages. That you're paying $12 for, you're getting to look inside the mind of someone who has excelled at a very high level at exactly whatever it is you're trying to learn, whether it is a hobby or a business related thing or something related to audio. There are books on all subjects, even podcasts, to be honest. So just think about what sort of knowledge you're putting into your head because taking in just this podcast episode today, you might end up shaking up your life in a way. So think about what other influences you can put into your mind. In an effort to shake up what you are doing because I know that if your life gets stagnant I know that in times where my life has gotten very stagnant It is so hard to shake off that feeling of burnout where you just are unmotivated to do anything So I would look at what are you putting into your mind via books Or podcast episodes like this or if you're a fan of the podcast Obviously audiobooks are things you might want to get into. Yeah Have you ever actually sat down and thought about where your next client will come from most freelancers don't Because most freelancers' number one strategy for getting new clients is something called hope marketing. And if that sounds like you, you're not alone. Most freelancers think that just by putting out great work, clients will come banging down your door to hire you. Now, while you obviously do need to be good at what you do, we both know that this strategy does not work. Otherwise, your calendar would be 100% booked solid with amazing projects from your ideal clients. So to help you with this fight against hopium addiction, I'm excited to announce that our flagship coaching program, Clients by Design, has finally opened up applications again. This transformational coaching journey is not a one-size-fits-all. It's tailor-made just for you. We'll do a deep dive into your business to see what's missing, and we'll lay out a step-by-step roadmap to guide you over the next six to eight months. And here's the best part. We don't just give you the plan and send you on your way. We give you personal, one-on-one help so you never get stuck. And we make sure you actually follow through with something called our absolute accountability system. So if you're ready to stop relying on hope marketing and ready to start building your own client acquisition machine so you can get a steady flow of clients, then it's time to step up and apply for clients by design and see if you're a good fit. Just go to sixfigurecreative.com coach. And I'll be the first to say that this program is not for everyone. So far, we've only accepted about 25% of those who apply. So if you want to find out if you're a good fit, just go to sixfigurecreative.com slash coach and fill out the application. Now here's our show.
1: Well, this is such good advice. If I could go back in time and give my younger self one piece of advice, it without a doubt would be read self-help books. Oh, that's so dumb. Reading self-help? I don't need self-help. That's junk. That's what I always thought if I could go back in time and start reading the books I've read at a younger age Um, oh my gosh, dude um, there's there is no bigger meta skill Than reading nonfiction books About how to do things better whether that's your business or your interpersonal skills Or your even your audio skills for that matter Reading is a meta skill and here's the thing. This isn't new information. This, it's been the ultimate meta skill for hundreds of years. So, uh, if you're thinking to yourself, I'm not really a reader, I would say what my wife says. My wife was an English teacher, and she would say, Everyone's a reader, just not everyone has found the right book. Ooh, damn. Yeah, I find that to be so true. And for me, I wasn't really a reader until uh, four hour work week. Changed my life. It's true. Um, I was a reader as a younger man, but only after I read the hobbit Yeah, my first
0: thing that got me into reading was someone recommended Game of thrones to me back on tour. It was shane from the band. Oh sleeper He recommended me getting into that book series that and a book series called the wheel of time Both book series are just monsters of books. They're you know game of thrones that whole songs of ice and fire series is like seven eight books, whatever. I don't even think it's done yet and george R. R. martin will probably die before he finishes the series, but uh the wheel of time uh, that is a 13 book series And that author did die before he finished but they had a ghostwriter to finish that So I got really into that nerdy weird fantasy world and read through a lot of books and you know, that was I would call that a hobby But it wasn't really adding anything of value to my life other than entertainment But when I found books that actually helped me do things that are good for me uh, In the self-help or business workspace, it completely changed, you know How I viewed the world and how I viewed education And you know the fact that i'd gotten through multiple thousand page books In my life made it infinitely easier to get into uh,
1: These you know easy 200 300 page reads. Well, that's a great point reading fiction can be a great gateway drug to reading nonfiction. And it, that was definitely my story as well. Some great books, if you're like, oh, I'm not really a reader, it needs to be really unbelievable to hold my attention for more than one minute. You know, great books to check out. Um, obviously, the whole Lord of the Rings series, especially The Hobbit to start with, are unbelievable. If you're into sci-fi, Ender's Game. Ender's Game is bonkers. It's like the number one sci-fi book on every list of best sci-fi books ever. You know, we've all got the baggage that like our teachers forced us to read and it left a bad taste in our mouth. I'm with you. I nobody can relate to that better better than I can, I think probably. Throughout my entire college career, I never read a whole book. I only read part of one book throughout all of college. I didn't even buy the books cuz I knew I wouldn't read them. I was the most intentionally non-reader I had ever met. Well, you know what that should give everyone hope I hope so So here's the thing about reading fiction. That's interesting If you're just trying to get away from work and you need to keep your mind off of work fiction is amazing and if you are reading a book that's Riveting like the hobbit or The game of thrones series or I mean harry potter if you want to or whatever One of the things that's amazing about reading fiction Is that while you're reading it you're improving your reading skills When you then turn around and pick up a nonfiction book a book that can change your life by giving you some of the best advice on the planet You're a better reader and it's a more natural way to consume information
0: Yeah, I actually improved my reading skills drastically In middle school because I was playing games like final fantasy 7 in which you have to read all the dialogue And I became a very fast reader back. I actually read faster back then than I do now (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's move on to the next big point we have and that is all around getting proper rest we've kind of touched on this a little bit but Getting proper rest. What
1: are some things we can do to get proper rest when it, when we are resting? So when we're talking about getting proper rest You the first thing you have to bring up is this thing that's been a tradition in many cultures for millennia It's called a sabbath and it's this idea that you take one day off and rest And I know for me that it has been one of the most revolutionary changes I've ever made in my life was to intentionally take a day off and just chill and rest and recover. And the goal for me was always that I would be mentally more healthy the day after than I was the day before. And that's a big deal. Um, When I'm talking, you know, I've mentored a lot of younger, younger people in my life. When I am mentoring somebody and they're having a hard time, there's almost always a sabbath issue there's all which is caused by fomo fear of missing out this idea of like whoa but i want to do all the things well when you don't rest you can do less things the following week and you you can do them less well so the sabbath thing is really really important i would say one of my number one pieces of advice even before reading i would say we'll start sabbathing see how that goes is that a verb sabbathing i believe so i don't know yeah it is now all
0: right so I just finished reading a book called Peak Performance. It's a book, it's relatively new actually, and I thought it was great. But they, you know, did a lot of research, talked to a lot of different researchers and a lot of different people at different levels in both fitness and business and education and science. And they came to the same conclusion that in all these different areas, what the people at peak performance had in common Was that they constantly stressed themselves not like stressed out, but they constantly pushed themselves to the brink of failure meaning they were constantly tackling new and challenging things And then they were constantly resting themselves. So think about this from a fitness perspective Anyone that's ever lifted weights, you know that you're lifting weights to the point of almost failure if not failure uh, in the gym and you're doing that to stress your muscles But you are never going to grow in the gym if you do not give your body ample time to rest and it's the same thing in business and science and fitness and all these other areas according to this book that Stressing your body and then having a complete 180 and giving yourself ample time to rest from whatever it is that you initially stressed your mind or your body uh, or whatever it is you're, that is challenging you if you cannot put the rest in there You're never going to see growth in your life So if you've hit this point of burnout, it may be that you're just constantly stressing yourself and never allowing yourself to rest And so what chris is talking about with having a sabbath having a day off every week um, I actually have two days off every week. I try my damnedest not to work at all on the weekends But I also have a hard cutoff at 5 p.m Every day this goes back to the boundaries episode we talked about And that is to give me ample rest to give me full Uh, Withdrawal from my business so that I can completely recover and that so my subconscious mind can take over and work on those problems That i've been trying to work on with my conscious mind and so according to this book When we can disengage our conscious mind from the problems that are that we can't quite solve or the problems that are giving us The most issues if you can completely withdraw your conscious mind from your day-to-day work your day-to-day problems and let your subconscious mind Take over it is so much easier to come to Have those big aha moments in your life if you give yourself that room to rest And so the weekends or your sabbath your one day off a week or two days off a week You know your nights and weekends that is going to be where you can rest the most in order to have those big breakthroughs in your business And not only breakthroughs, but in order to get past that burnout feeling that you
1: probably have right now If you haven't had it before you will have it in the future. Yeah, so this is really 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 great stuff and The importance of rest, I I don't think it can be understated. For those of you nerds out there, um, if you guys don't already know, your brain burns more calories than any other muscle in your body. I'm fact checking that right now, but keep talking. And the, the thing you need to keep in mind is just like your muscle, it has to rest to recover. And when I was in high school, I was an avid track athlete. I loved it. Half mile, pole vault, mile, four by 400. I was obsessed with it. And when you're pushing your body for better objective performance that you're measuring, like you do in track, you really see a direct correlation between the quality of your rest and the quality of your performance. So this is a huge thing. It kind of brings us to our next point. I have to point out that it appears that you are,
0: at least for now, according to Google, correct In your (laughs) statement
1: (laughs) All right. So the next next point where we at now chris? Yeah So speaking of sabbathing speaking of resting speaking of getting peak performance from your mind by resting properly What's your bed like? Yeah, this is a good question What of all the physical items that you own? Which of those items? Has the most impact on you? That's going to be what you touch the most It's going to be the multiplier that affects everything else in your day hands down (laughs) It's your bed, your pillow, your sheets, your blanket, et cetera. It's your sleeping gear.
0: Yeah, I mean, how much
1: time do you spend in your bed throughout your lifetime? I don't even want to know. It's so much. So I think an important question, if, if you're struggling throughout the day, you should probably look at your sleep. And again, back to the conversation of eating healthy and working out, I can say this with at least some authority for my own life. When I'm fat, which is sometimes... Over, you know, i'm overweight occasionally. I don't sleep well When i'm in shape I sleep great And that sleep is worth it by itself for my day as far as you know, not being Grumpy or not being exhausted or having a good attitude So I think just thinking about You know from my perspective What's the point of living in the most abundant Period of time in the history of the world If you don't splurge on your pillow that didn't come out, right? (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we're
0: not editing that out i'm so sorry but we're keeping this in so continue on chris what did you mean when
1: you said that what i meant was (laughs) what's the point of living in the most abundant time of in the history of the world if you don't spend money to get a top-notch pillow mattress as well yeah so you got to think about this if you can sleep a little bit better it affects every single thing that you do So for me, I'm real picky about pillows. It's got to be a real down pillow. So how much did you splurge on your pillow? $300. Woo. Yeah, worth it. All right. Completely worth it. I sleep better as a a result. It affects every single dollar that I make.
0: And I I can't argue with this because I'm thinking, okay, I bought my memory foam mattress on Amazon for like 300 bucks because, you know, I'm scrappy. I don't want to spend
1: $1,200 on a purple mattress. Well, we've talked about it offline. There are certain things in your life that you should never try to save money on. Yeah.
0: Now I'm rethinking, I spend a third of my life in my bed. Why would I not drop
1: a little money on it? On my bed and pillow. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Don't feel bad dropping mad coin on an amazing bed, amazing sheets, an amazing pillow. So bringing this
0: back to burnout, you know, if you're feeling burnt out, we talked earlier about looking at the not just the solution but the root cause what is the root cause of your burnout and if you're not sleeping well It may be pillow it may be mattress Uh, but it also could be a combination of diet and exercise It could be what you're putting into your body that's causing you not to sleep Well, it could be stress and time management that is causing you to stay up at night and giving you insomnia So it's not always going to be the solution of yeah Go drop three hundred dollars on some pillows and twelve fifteen hundred dollars on a mattress and you're going to be good to go No Really look at the root cause of what's going on. But if you're gonna spend a third of your life on a piece of furniture,
1: don't be too cheap on it. I think that's a key takeaway here. Yeah, I think it's a great takeaway. And again, I gotta apologize, you know, to people listening. Chris Graham from ten years ago would be really irritated by all this advice about how to be a grown up. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, we don't want to come off as judgmental. You know, we've lived some life and experienced some things, so our only hope is that From this smorgasbord of advice that some of it's worthwhile if it's not just forget about it Yeah, that's true. No one's you to do any of this But this advice
0: buffet as chris called it earlier is very much a choose your own adventure type thing And just for the fact that we aren't judging I slept on a twin mattress for the first from age 20 to probably 26 (laughs) I had a twin mattress in my Studio that I just slept on and it was the saddest thing on earth So, you know, I
1: I can't judge anybody
0: on what mattress
1: they have. Just so long as you didn't try to make it look like a couch for your clients to sit on when they came over while you were mixing. (laughs) Oh
0: my God. No, no, no. It was in my bedroom.
1: (laughs) No judgment. If that's you, no judgment. No, no. All
0: right. So
1: all right, let's move on to the next
0: topic. And this is uh, one of our last topics. And that is, if you're feeling burnt out, this is actually something I pulled away from Peak Performance, their actual chapter on dealing with burnout. And it was investing time investing effort investing into your community in some way shape or form so that could You know easily be friends and family That's the first thing you're probably going to go to when it comes to investing time into your community But really what they were talking about in the in the book was giving back to others You know through volunteering or through what they really thought was the best solution was teaching doing something that is uh, for free That is helping others doing what you're doing. So think about it from i'll give you the story they gave me in the book the story was there was this Diver who was training his entire life to make it to the olympics He just bombed it in a qualifier round, you know After all this training and hard work and effort he put into it He just had an off day and that just completely wiped him out. He was so burnt out He didn't want to do another dive meet again. He was just over it So this is a man who had worked his entire life for something He had one off day and it completely wrecked him when it came to motivation. He was burnt out And so what his mentors got him to do Was to teach diving to young underprivileged kids And through teaching these kids how to dive He gained this whole new renewed passion for what he was doing and eventually he got back into it He won some medals and you know, you can call it a happy ending if you want But just that sort of mindset of if you're burnt out Start thinking about what you can do for other people But if because if you can put your time and effort and energy towards something that has a greater purpose than just you It is so much easier to get out of that feeling of woe is me this burnout feeling um, Especially if it's tied to you know, the self-pity type thing that we all can get pulled into sometimes
1: Yeah, absolutely, you know, i've uh, me and my wife have both um, been volunteers Historically in an organization called young life Um, For a long time actually for the first time for the last year have not been volunteer leaders Since we've been married uh in the 11 years we've been married So it's been a really amazing fulfilling experience to be able to serve and mentor and And it's just been incredible and that has given me a lot of perspective Just on life and on my own life where it's easy to Focus and work and not just get so consumed with me 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 So I think it's great And so this is funny, we're advising you to go and serve friends and family for selfish reasons. (laughs) (laughs) But even still, it's great. I highly recommend, you know, at least experimenting with it and seeing if that, you know, helps you give back. That might be as simple as uh, starting an audio visual program or a recording studio class at a local school. Could be really fun. You know, just doing like a once a month, hey, everybody come in, I'm going to teach you a little bit about audio. Really, 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 really cool opportunities to serve with what we do for a living,
0: and I also this is something I've been looking for and haven't really found. And if anyone knows of this, email us uh, podcast at the sixfigurehomestudio I've been looking for a charity, a well run, nationally run charity that is not like some you know random person without the right paperwork doing this. Someone who has a a real nonprofit you know foundation set up that has studios set up for maybe underprivileged people that they can work out of. You know somewhere where they can learn basic audio skills somewhere where they can get started in the studio I've not found a cool foundation or nonprofit that works with that sort of thing And I would love if someone knew of something like that to send it my way So just kind of put my feelings out there If anyone knows of something like that that is at a legitimate level and not some like mom and pop sketchy organization
1: Yeah, well I have a similar thing. There's an organization i've done a lot of work with Called the dick and jane project. They're here in columbus, ohio and what they do is they set elementary school kids up with musicians and producers who guide the elementary school kids through writing a song and then some of the best local musicians we have here in town then go and record those songs and they're mixed professionally and then i'm the mastering engineer that's so cool and it's amazing because these songs are legit they're good you know if you can imagine as an like if you're 11 years old and you get to help make a song like that yeah that's amazing mind-blowing it would change your life
0: That's like a pivotal moment in your career or in your young life Whenever you is that with what young life or you said is dick and jane uh, the dick and jane project Interesting. Yeah. Yeah It's a moment that you will look back on in your life and something that could have pushed a lot of people into the music careers Which is cool. Well, okay. So Let's go on to the final topic here Just final little things to help get you out of burnout and this is our section we call perks of life What are some perks of life that you think help avoid or get you out of burnout?
1: Yeah, well I mentioned it earlier on the show. Really, really good coffee is magical. It's not hard to learn how to make better coffee than 99.9% of the coffee houses in this world. I humbly would say that I can make a better cup of coffee than almost any coffee house in the world.
0: I'm going to agree with you. I mean, Nashville has some great coffee here, but I still cannot find a Chris Graham good cup of coffee.
1: Well, again, it's because you're making it one cup at a time. Uh, Really mind-blowing. I can't wait to have my cup of coffee today because it's Like a heavenly experience that that'll change your outlook on life a little bit It's really great. And I recently cut down to one cup of
0: coffee per day. So I might as well make it a chris graham Good cup of coffee. All right. So now talking about other perks of life Um, we just had a few a few things here that were
1: these are actually all chris here on this list All power through these so one of the things um, that's been really helpful for me. I am a Inherently messy person. My studio is kind of a wreck right now. There's all kinds of random hard drives and screwdrivers and weird cables that I only use once a year hanging out. But I tend to try and be uh, lately as organized as I possibly can. I re- I read a little bit of that Marie Kondo book that's been really popular about you know organizing your house. Um, so I've got like little labels all over my house to organize things so that everything has a place. And that cleanliness has been really great for me It makes it easier to stay organized and it makes it easier to keep my mind Distracted and not stressed. So just this sounds real lame But just cleanliness by getting a label maker and labeling where all your stuff is supposed to go It seems so neurotic, but it has been really nice
0: And I don't know if i'm gonna get that crazy about it But I do know that when my studio or my house is a wreck I feel like shit And there's a direct correlation to how clean my place is and how good I feel
1: (laughs) Yeah, so i'm again no judgment if you're as messy as I am But for me as a messy person a label maker and putting labels on where all my stuff is supposed to go so like You know my sunglasses have a special spot. They go my hats have a special spot They go and there's like a little label that is some american psycho shit right there. (laughs) It is it is It's it's uh Was a very new experience for me because i've been messy my whole life, but that's been really helpful Another item on the perks of life here. I have been experimenting with a product called Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is a dietary supplement that supposedly makes you smarter, makes you think more clearly. It helps with verbal skills. How's that been for you? Unbelievable. I doubt it's the same for everybody, but I have completely. Uh, Been sold on alpha brain and I will have it in the house. Yeah, this is not cheap stuff by the way alpha Brain is like 60 bucks a
0: bottle I bought a bottle last summer as advice by my business coach And tried it out and it really didn't affect me much at all. I'd say maybe there's a few Afternoons, you know, or there might be a couple days where I felt maybe a little more clear headed But overall, you know, it wasn't enough for me to consider using it. So
1: Yeah Well, for me, and again, this is a smorgasbord, so try these things. If they work for you, do it. If they don't, throw them out. I just seem to have more mental endurance, which has been amazing. Another item that I have been using a lot lately, and again, Alpha Brain is super popular. This next item I'm going to mention is also super popular as well, gaining steam quickly. It's a product called Charlotte's Web. Not the children's book. Not the children's book. It is an extract from marijuana that does not contain any THC. When you take it, you don't get high on any level whatsoever. I'm going to go ahead and say that A, I've never done this before.
0: B, it is over the counter and legal in America. I don't know what it is in other countries. I don't know. But C, this is not an endorsement by the (laughs) six-figure studio or its affiliates.
1: This is just Chris Graham's opinion. (laughs) This is just Chris Graham's opinion. Yes. So I started recently using Charlotte's Web. I bought it at the local grocery store. It was pretty expensive. I think it was like 40 bucks for this little jar And essentially they're drops that you put under your tongue and they have something in them called cbd cbd is one of the active ingredients in marijuana uh, But not the one that gets you high and what I find is that charlotte's web levels me out I would say like if i'm a race car My my general thing that I mess up on is turns. I don't slow down for the turns I just fly right (laughs) off the freaking track And so at the end of the day, like that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I'll struggle with wanting to work 19 hours a day because I'm a crazy person. Charlotte's Web seems to level me out and gives me an easier time just being laid back, but also deciding I want to think about this problem. I don't want to think about that problem. So in a lot of ways, a combination of alpha brain and Charlotte's Web does all the things that my doctors were trying to do with ADD medication when I was in high school. Except it actually works and there's no <laughs> negative side effects, so I love it. Again, you know I'm not like out in left field here. A lot of people, there's the guy Pete Holmes, uh, has a podcast that's super popular. Um, but this sort of Charlotte's Web and Alpha Brain, are these two products. Joe Rogan, super popular podcaster, famous guy, obsessed with Charlotte's Charlotte's Web and Alpha Brain. Well, I want to mention I want to mention something.
0: This is something I heard. I don't remember where I heard this, but it's always stuck with me. And that is, of course, you should always be skeptical of this type of stuff. Or my first thought is I'm skeptical about these sorts of things. Uh, but someone told me that there is a fine line between healthy skepticism and then missed opportunities. So that if if you are overly skeptical, you miss out on certain opportunities in your life. And so if you miss out on these certain opportunities, you know, there may be certain things that you were so skeptical about that you should have done, not just talking about supplements and all this other stuff, but just anything in life where you think of something is Maybe a good thing, but you're really skeptical and you never end up doing that thing or taking part in that thing or using that thing or joining that thing Because of your skepticism and that has stifled a lot of people's careers and life and all across the board in different areas because They had an unhealthy skepticism. They had too much skepticism and they missed those certain opportunities so have a healthy skepticism and don't just jump into this stuff without doing your proper research But also don't be this person who doesn't put the proper research in because you're just instantly thinking this is not going to work for me You're just too skeptical. That is a trap that I do not want any of the listeners to fall into
1: uh, Because it's an a place to be the fifth thing here on the list multivitamins human beings need something like a hundred different molecules, you know, like we need vitamin C, and vitamin B12, and vitamin E, and you know, all these different things, and if we don't have enough of them, the performance of the entire machine, our body, our brain suffers. And what's amazing about that is that some of your issues might be caused by a vitamin B deficiency or a vitamin D deficiency and you don't know. So a multivitamin is a really easy way. Go down the street to your corner drugstore or CVS or Walmart or whatever. Just pick up some sort of multivitamin and start taking it and see what it's like. For a lot of people, you're probably deficient in at least something. Yeah, and it goes back to your diet what we
0: talked about earlier in the episode, which is what are you putting into your body? If you're the person that eats fast food or just restaurants every day or a lot of processed foods, junk food and snacks...
1: <laughs> there is no way you don't have some sort of deficiency in your, in your body. Yeah, I tell you what, when I was in college, I ate three things, hamburgers, chicken tenders, and Totino's frozen pizzas. Oh my God. And pretty much nothing else. Guaranteed that I had a deficiency. And I'll never forget, um, I was weightlifting in college and I started taking a multivitamin and my, my max on my bench press went up four lifting days in a row. Over a course of two weeks. It was unbelievable. I've never experienced something like that I had some sort of deficiency And my entire body was suffering as a result of it I didn't know it because I had had the deficiency for maybe a year
0: my nickname on on one tour Uh, we toured with a band called for the fallen dreams And their nickname for me was corpse boy because I look <laughs> like, I look like a walking <laughs> corpse because I had such a Horrible deficiency due to a horrible diet on tour. You just eat awful food Denny's every night or ihop or waffle house or taco bell like that was our food on the road And I looked like a walking corpse my I had sunken eyes. I had bags under my eyes. It was awful And all that to say a multivitamin probably would it wouldn't have hurt. That's definitely for sure It wouldn't have hurt So this episode has been kind of all over the place and so hopefully something Here has stuck out to you even if it's just one thing even if one thing from this as chris called it the advice buffet <laughs> or the smorgasbord of advice sticks out to you and is calling to you, you can ignore everything else. You don't have to tackle every single one of these things. And I actually would advise you not to try to tackle all these things. But get an AeroPress. But but definitely get an AeroPress, (laughs) even though I almost ordered one yesterday and I did not because it's so many damn steps. But do something. I sent out an email recently to my mailing list where I was talking about 2011, kind of going back to that story and how I had this realization that I had become the victim of my story instead of the hero of my story. And the only way not to go away from being the victim of your circumstances The victim of your story is to do something about it And so if you're experiencing a low if you are in this point of burnout in your career or your life Or you're having a midlife crisis or whatever it is that you're experiencing right now Do something if it's something from this episode another podcast or a book you read do something In order to take charge of what it is that you want to do instead of constantly being a victim
1: Yeah, I mean there's just there's a lot of variables that you can adjust in your life to make tweaks and constantly experimenting with them, I think is uh, something that many high performers have in common.
0: So that is it for episode 15 of the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast. If you are burnt out, and you were trying to get back into the swing of things, or you're trying to reassess what it was that got you to burnout in the first place, hopefully something from this episode is valuable to you. Hopefully something from this episode will hopefully enlighten you and help you make steps towards recovering from burnout and hopefully preventing it in the future. Again, this is one of those episodes that is very much an advice buffet, as Chris puts it, a smorgasbord of advice. And you can just pick and choose what you like. You don't have to pick up everything. Next week's episode coming out Tuesday, is going to be all about red flags. We're going to give you eight red flags to look out for whenever you are talking to any potential client because if that episode can help save you from one bad project in your life to help save you from one horrible experience with a nightmare client, then we will have done our job. Because a nightmare client can absolutely make your life miserable. And if you are miserable, that can lead to burnout. And so next week's episode is going to be very valuable for you if you are working with clients that are a complete pain in the ass time and time and time and time again. And while I have you here, I'm gonna take this time to promote something because we don't have show sponsors and I wanna do this. If you didn't know already, the Six Figure Home Studio has an academy, a school of sorts, and you can access it by going to academy.thesixfigurehomestudio.com In which there's all sorts of courses and there's an ebook on there and some free stuff some paid stuff You can just check out what we got going on and this is what helps keep the six-figure home studio running Also, Chris Graham at chrisgrammastering.com If you send him a song to master he will test master it for free and you can see what he can do with your tracks So if you want some test masters done just go to chrisgrammastering.com and he will blow your effing mind with his masters if neither of those things sound good to you. No big deal We'll be back again next week with another episode of the six-figure home studio podcast until then happy hustling Whoa.